Howdy folks, welcome to the first ever episode of Yogi Dave's Hobby Podcast. Um, obviously, I'm Yogi Dave, um, or uh, you know me in real life, Davey Muir, or Davey, or you know, one of many, many nicknames that I have. Um, so basically, this is, as it says on the tin, a hobby podcast. So I'm going to have, you know, Wargaming board gaming, RPG games, you know, everything and anything that I can screw and chuck into this, I don't know whether screw is the right word, but you know, I can chuck into this podcast, I will be. Um, so, you know, I hope you will all um, enjoy it. I'll probably rant a bit, or rave a bit, and you know, that might annoy people at times, but you know. I'm doing my own thing. So, um, basically, this is the day after, or two days after, the Warhammer World Open Day um, in Nottingham. Um, And like every other person who follows Games Workshop um, and the figures and everything... I have seen all this new cool stuff um, and keep on thinking to myself oh that's nice that's nice oh that's cool but do I really want it can I afford it am I going to get painted am I going to actually play with it this is something that is pretty new for me <coughs> Um. Essentially, over the last, I don't know, how long have I been gaming? 30 years? I've been playing since I was about 5. So, probably not that long, but since I was probably 16, which is when I started working, I have spent my hobby money when I wanted, on what I wanted, how I wanted. Um, but I'm getting to that point and some people have get to this point right at the beginning of their hobby some people aren't as you know um, lucky I would say as I've been over the years and that I have been able to spend my money when I want you know and just gone right okay I'll buy it and I might not paint it might never get painted um, but buy it because I want to I've got to that point where I can't do that anymore because I can't afford it there's not enough space for me to keep it or one of many many other reasons like I'm not going to play it like I can't go out and buy a game that I'm not going to play can't go out and buy figures that I'm not going to play with I am actually getting rid of stuff which I have never done really in my entire life apart from for my 15mm figures because I stopped playing with 15mm because I hated painting them um, and I never played the games that you used them like the rules because the rules keep on changing for the 15mm like the 15mm ancients when I first started playing was DBM but it was the only one ever, anyone ever played in the club that I played in so 
that's cool but then the guys that wrote DBM had to fight with each other and branched off into their own games and then that spawned two sets of games and then that spawned more games and more games and more games and I just split the community up and I can't be bothered with it anymore so I got rid of my 15s but I've never got rid of stuff that I have actually played with or been playing with on a regular basis at some point really other than that so now I've become a sustainable gamer so what of this stuff could I get and excuse me would I use so the jeans to cool stuff which is so cool looking I need every single one of those Primus and Mages figures might not use them in a single game but I need those figures rather I want those figures but I already have a Gene Steeler cult army or the beginnings of a Gene Steeler cult army so that is an army I would use I'd happily use so I could buy stuff for that um, the Necromunda Ambots very cool looking I am running the Necromunda campaign so I will buy them that's fine or I'll have somebody else buy them for me for my birthday or whenever they come out um, Blackstone Fortress now um, when Blackstone Fortress first came out I was like oh I want this but at the time it's like right I decided this Christmas that I wasn't getting any figures because I needed a new compressor and airbrush so I got the compression compressor and airbrush now first time in probably 20 years maybe 25 that I haven't got any figures for my Christmas that was weird but at the same time I was like how much am I really going to play this game how often am I going to play it this is before my girlfriend had decided that she wanted to really start playing board games with me obviously because it's something I do on a regular basis and I'm probably going to have people over to the house to play um, I think she just wanted to get involved which is cool so I'm thinking well if I get that and I paint all those figures um, she's probably going to want to play it which is cool um, so yeah Plastone Fortress that's one that could get by but bad I can't even speak sometimes um, but that means I can get the dreaded Ambo expansion cool Blood Bowl some of the star players look awesome and I've seen one or two of them painted on my Twitter feed which is something I've started doing as well Twitter never did Twitter before but I started using it in November um, <laughs> and I've got about 650 to 700 bloody um, tweets at the moment which is crazy when you think about it I've only been doing it two months um, if even that um, but yeah some of them are very cool I'd quite like to own that figure but I don't play Blood Bowl the best version of Blood Bowl that ever was was 2nd edition which my dad still wants if I want to play Blood Bowl I'll play that one um, Age of Sigmar now 
I have not played Age of Sigmar since probably six months after it came out. My Empire Army is getting retasked as being part of my Imperial Guard slash Chaos Cult slash Gene Steeler Cult Army. So yeah, that's not going to get used for playing Age of Sigmar because it's I think they're the free states now. Um, if I was to play Age of Sigmar ever again, I would probably be using my dwarfs, which I believe are called the Dispossessed now. I'm not 100% sure on that. It's not the Carcadorn Overlords, which are basically squats or steampunk squats. I so did enjoy looking and seeing those figures, that the, the old school figures that they had at Warhammer World for the open day. That was cool that they brought all those old school figures out. It was very, very cool of them. Anyway, um, so if I'm going to use, if I'm ever going to play Sigmar ever again, I'll be using my dwarfs. So, I don't need to buy any of these figures. So, that's that. On the other hand, I would very, very much like to play with them. Which sounds bad, but um, it's just, you know, the stuff for Necromunda I'll buy because I'm running a year-long Necromunda campaign so I can use it. Blackstone Fortress, if I get it, it will be because I am going to play it if I get Gene, if not if I get the Gene Steel Cult stuff when I get the Gene Steel Cult stuff it won't be right now it'll be when I'm painting the army which won't be till next year I know we're talking January I'm talking at this point in January but I have a plan the Gene Steel Cult slash Imperial Guard slash Chaos Cult Army is going to take a year in total to build, put together and paint. It's going to be a year long project and I've got four projects that need to get done beforehand. Which I'm doing right now. I'm doing my, um, what they called? Napoleonics, so I've already started to. Um, so, at the same time, as I know this is going to take a year to put together this army, I'm also acutely aware that I am doing um, the Conquest subscription and the Storm Orton, well, the Space Marines from that are getting painted the Storm Mortons and they're also going to be raffled off for you know my YouTube channel slash podcast to you know fund them basically and fund them a time when I'm doing them and I'm going to do that probably forever do raffles of stuff that you know I paint and go well here you go you can buy, well, raffle, win this in a raffle, 
you know, you might not win it, but a raffle ticket's going to be a couple of quid. £3. If you don't want it, that's fine. If you do want it, ooh, awesome. I've won, you know, a squad, or a display piece, or even an entire bloody army. Which would be cool. If you only pay three quid for it. But, you know, I'm getting the Death Guard army out of it, I'm getting the terrain out of it, so I'm essentially paying full price for the the army and terrain, so I'm not really bothered um, about that. So, this is something I'm obviously aware of. So, I know the only things I'm really going to buy from the open day right, well not right away but anytime soon on the Ambots Blackstone Fortress uh, which is obviously not from that but it's you know been added to by the dreaded Anvil which is cool um, so brain is sticking so I'm becoming very much a sustainable gamer I'm trying to sell all the stuff that I don't use won't ever use don't see the point in keeping hold of um, and as part of my old oh, I'll buy this, 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 this start a game, I'll buy a shitload of stuff um, and don't use it because it's you know I don't need this I don't need that um, or I don't play this way I don't play that way I have easily 20 masters maybe not easily 20 masters but not far off it for um, Marvel now, that's a lot that's quite a bit at one point I had pretty much the whole of the guild but I've got rid of some of that <coughs> um, well, all the guild masters apart from McMormon and then they added more <coughs> but and it was the same for the Ten Thunders apart from Shenlong I think, whatever the um, dual Resurrectionist Masters were. I never had either of them. But I had pretty much everyone else. No, I don't. Which is fine. But it's a lot. And a lot of them, the way that they play isn't to my taste. Now, I play very much a tank orientated character in pretty much every RPG I ever play. And I don't play defensively um, or very rarely do I play defensively because it's not to my taste I play Space Wolves for 40k it's my main 40k army it's always been my main 40k army and I play head on smack it and kick it kind of play I, I know that sounds weird but my army tends to be blood claws, swift claws, sky claws 
maybe some long fangs. Maybe some grey hunters. A dreadnought or two. Or, you know, wolf guard with, with jump packs or wolf guards on back. And then your heroes. That's how I play. So it's not how I've always played, but it's how I've always wanted to play. That kind of in your face, fast and close combat. Which, you know, is weird because my original Warhammer army was dwarfs, but I like to get the dwarfs in as fast as I possibly could, which wasn't easy, trust me, um, when they only move three inches at a time. Um, but this is pre gunline dwarf, you know. I think it was about 4th or 5th edition of Warhammer Dwarfs became a gunline army I only own maybe 10 Thunderers um, which aren't even Thunderers um, one cannon and a motto and I, I mean my army is way back in the early days of Warhammer I've got like a crossbow and a bolt throw Crossbow, I've got more crossbows than I've got um, thunderers I think um, and I've also got a bolt throw for my doors which is kind of weird because I don't remember in later editions that ever actually being bolt throws with the doors <sighs> don't own an organ gun don't own a joy gyrocopter um, you know it's a very old school dwarf army that doesn't sound anything at all like my um, space wolf army but my empire army I could field 2000 points worth of knights would happily field 2000 points worth of knights if I was allowed to by my opponent there were knightly armies that you could play but you know at the end of the day it wasn't actually that great it kind of got his arse kicked on many occasions so you had to have some state troops um, and I had like one block of one big massive block of free company that was my um, it was kind of an anchor for a flank or the centre for the rest, and like yeah, kind of anchored my army, and whatever way I was going, and it was kind of almost impossible to get rid of, because it had like fifty figures in it, maybe less than that, but wasn't far off that. Um, so, you know, that was the kind of way I played by the Empire as well. Um. And when I played Imperial Guard back in the day, um, I played the Katajan army. So I played the army that was kind of the older veterans that would get stuck in a tree. And they were better than the rest of the crap that you could play. Um, so, you know, I've always kind of played kind of get stuck in armies. Gene Steel Cult was quite unusual for me. It's quite a departure. Though you've got gene stealers, so you know they get stuck in. Um, it was less 
of what I would normally play. Um, I don't even know why I bought you. But anyway. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I was talking about my awful. Um, so, at some point, I'm going to get rid of a whole load of my awful stuff. But, the thing is, it's all painted. Or it will all be painted. When I sell it. It's all started painted. It's all basically um, primed. So, I'm going to be selling it. But I'm going to come across what I have been coming across a lot, quite quite a lot lately, which is people not willing to spend, not, well not willing to spend, but not willing to pay the money for painted figures. I have a massive issue with this, and it gets on my goat. Um, I even posted on it about on Twitter the other day. Um, somebody, a couple of people retweeted it I think um, <clears throat> I've actually built more followers in a short time well not more but faster than I did with um, Instagram I've got like 60 odd followers now after two months um, I've only got 200 and odd um, followers on Instagram and I've been on it for about two and a half years um, but that's beside the point entirely. Um, a couple of people retweeted it. Well, I, I have. It's like I don't get the people that um, complain about. Oh, you, the figures painted, so I'm not going to pay more money for them. It's like, well, you're fucking painted, dickhead. Of course you're going to pay more money for them if you don't want to pay more money for them. Don't buy them. That's that's the thing. If you want to go out and buy figures for retail for like unpainted figures go out and buy a box of unpainted figures if you're not willing to pay the price for painted figures do not buy painted figures oh but you know I'm going just going to strip them to um, to repaint them I've heard that one so many times but I also know people that tell people that but never actually repaint the figures. I'm not going to name them, but you know who you are, and you're a dick. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, this is the thing. I'm going to sell these figures, and I know I go on eBay, and people are going to be like, oh, will you drop the price? Because I've had it. I sold... 500 points worth of cat my 500 points worth of cat chance on eBay now to buy these figures at a retail price now you can't buy every single one of them but you can buy most of them it'd be about 100 quid now most of these figures are built well actually all the figures are built but some have been broken up and need to be glued back together and the paint job on them is completely utterly crap so I don't have a problem with people um, buying them unpainted, I, I didn't put a painted price on them because the paint job is from 15 years ago and is a complete shit show um, but 
retail, the retail for about for about hundred quid. I was selling it for hundred pound, for fifty pound. But this is me having dropped it from eighty quid. Uh, I actually got a message for a guy going, um, uh, "Will you take twenty five pound for them?" It's like you have got to be kidding me. I said to him, "Do you realise that for retail, this is like a hundred quid?" He's like, "Aye, but." You know, there's a few broken figures and there's a few unpainted figures, and they're all they're all painted. It's like so. If this was a fully painted army and decently painted and built, you would still offer me twenty five quid for it. I mean, it's not really an army; it's five hundred points worth of figures. But I do digress with this, and I'm like, I'm not going to entertain people with this. But it still annoys me. I'm a commission painter. And I get it all the time from people about how, you know, oh, I'm not going to pay that amount of money. Well, don't. I'll be honest with you. My only, I don't have a per mini rate. I've got an hourly rate. And if you're not willing to pay it, I don't really care. I don't want your business. A lot of people don't understand that because you do get the commission painters that'll take a commission at any price just to get the commission in. But those people, that's their choice. I will not do anything for less than I think I'm worth. At the end of the day, I've got to make money. I've got to make a living, or as much a living off it as I can. Vote to pay bills. So, as I said, everyone's going to make money in this thing, and everyone's going to make money in their own way. For me, I don't accept that this is not a skilled job when you're doing it. People think that way, but it's not an unskilled job. You wouldn't expect a plumber. Well, that might not be a good um, example because people do expect plumbers and tradesmen to take money off. But, you know, if you're running a business and you have somebody come in and fixes your computers, you won't expect them to do it for any less money. Um, you employ staff. You don't expect them to do their job for any less money, so why would you expect somebody who is painting your figures for you, who's doing a job, who's got to make a living out of it, or is making a living out of it, as much as they can, why you would expect them to accept any less money? I don't get this. I don't... I think it's another thing that's crept into the hobby over the years, is a sense, is the sense of entitlement. <clears throat> I get to play this because I want to play this. I get to do this because I want to do this. Um, I'll pay you what I want to pay you because I am entitled and expected to you to pander to whatever I bloody want you to do. That doesn't work. It does work with some people because some people want the money, whatever money they can get, and just, you know, deal with it. But, you know, I'm not one of those people. I'm never going to be one of those people. Um, but, you know, 
It's the same with like recasts and stuff, right? I do have a recast, but I got it by mistake. I got it off eBay, thinking, oh, it's going to be a real one. It wasn't a real one. By the time I realised, um, because it was coming from Europe, um, well, so I thought, I think it's actually came from China. But, um, you know, I wasn't expecting it for a couple of weeks, and when it did come, I never managed to open the package in June because I was busy. Um, it's a lemon ross, right? I thought, got it off eBay, right? Awesome. I got it for 35 or 40 quid. I think the, the original one off um, Forge World is 70. Now, <clears throat> you look at it, and from a distance it looks, yeah, yeah, it looks, it looks the part, but then you look at it and then go, well, look at the space menu next to this figure. It's nowhere near the size that you would expect it to be. Um, and then I actually looked at the one from Forge World, and it was basically, there was detail that was kind of missing on it. Um, but, you know, having bought stuff off Forge World, the first thing that should have came to mind was the fact that it was not on the Forge World pillars. I mean, it, it looked as if, you know, it's been taken off the sprue, which, you know, I thought, well, it's a guy selling it, it's not a guy that bought it, he's just gone like, well, I don't want to do this anymore, so, you know, I'll sell this on, because it's not an inconsiderable amount of money, and I know me ranting about people getting um, stuff for less is, is kind of giving a kick by, you know, the fact that I got a living loss for 40 quid, but I bid on it. That was the highest bid. It's not like, you know, I intentionally went on to get it for less money. Like, was like, oh, no, I'll take it for 40 rather than 70. That would be stupid. You know, that, that would be, that would be me being the people that drive me crazy. I don't do that. No, I'll try and get a bargain if I can, but I'm still going to pay the best price I can. <clears throat> if I have to pay full price, shit happens. But Predator, it's full price. In fact, it's more than full price, considering that it was a second edition one, and, well, second or third edition one. <clears throat> so I paid pretty much near to the current price. Um, so, you know, this full price. Um, not what he'd have paid for it, probably, unless he's got it off the secondary market. Um, that's the other thing that drives me crazy, is people that go, oh, it's an old figure, it's not worth that much, or, oh, it's worth X amount of money because it's a, it's a new figure. Right, I bought half a dozen tech minions from Road Trader era um, when it was Road Trader and I can tell the difference between that and a recast version of it I have seen recast versions of it um, online and at shows and stuff and it's like well that's not they're looking for me to pay a couple of like five or six pound for a single figure um, when it's not an original 
it's like well you know it's not an original why do you expect people to pay that kind of money because people will pay that kind of money because they don't know the difference they can't tell the difference between the recast version and the original version the original version is much heavier because it's lead um, the recast version is much lighter because it's uh, pure um, the recast version is actually a little bit um, softer than the original um, and just the feel of the metal as well is different so I don't know where I, I, I was going with that but you know that stuck sticks in my head as well that people just seem to decide arbitrarily what something's worth um, the old Necromunda stuff my bottle hold the old Necromunda stuff when I was doing a campaign um, at the Falco Club a couple of years ago um, I had already hold of it but I wanted more of it uh, so it's that stuff is still in my collection and I painted it the same colour as the new stuff but I didn't know back then that the new game <laughs> was coming out um, so I spent probably twice what the recommended retail price was on everything and got a few things for less than retail price but um, when it first came out and I know the retail price because I've still, still got the White Dwarfs kicking about um, and my mum and dad's um, from that era um, <clears throat> so you know I know the score with them and I'm okay with that because those were figures that were out of print or as they say but you know were available and I'm fine with that you know I don't mind paying maybe twice the price but when people are looking for four or five or six times what they were worth back in the day it's absolutely ridiculous um, I saw the second edition um, Necromunda stuff the stuff that they did when it was specialist games and people were look, looking for like the Goliath bounty hunter I think it was about 50 quid the cheapest one I saw which was absolutely ridiculous. It's like it's a single bloody figure. Not worth that much fucking money, especially the size of it. I mean, I can understand Games Workshop and Forge World and the resin costs, right? Because I understand resin is quite expensive. I have talked to people who are manufacturers and do resin rather than metal because they like it compared to the compared to the metal. But then it's more expensive. Um and getting good resin is difficult, apparently, because um, Games Workshop don't seem to be able to get a good resin. Um, though it has improved um, slightly. But the big problem with the Games Workshop resin is the Fincast stuff is taken, I think, from actual metal um, casting drums, whatever you call them, can't remember what they're called. Um, <coughs> You know, you can't really do that very well. I don't think. I think you lose some of the the what's the word I'm looking for? Some of the the detail, or it runs too much, or you know, you you've seen the Forge World stuff, you've seen the Fencast stuff, you know what it's like. 
I have other resin that's way better. In fact, the four, the freaking recast the resin run was actually better than the bloody original, as far as I can tell. Um, which is kind of annoying. I mean, don't get me wrong, the fucking details out, but you know, the actual casting of the resin is much better than the Games Workshop and stuff. Um, you know, I've had dystopian more stuff pretty much I had probably about 15 fleet groups, battle groups, whatever you want to call them, um, and I only had three miscasts out of the whole lot, and that's fine, because it was only tiny miscasts, and I could fix them, whereas, you know, I've had hundreds, not hundreds of pounds, hundreds of pounds worth of um, trying car stuff sent me to paint and um, building everything and it's like oh my fucking god this is horrific this is going to take me about three hours to bloody fix this stupid bloody figure um, so I'm actually getting to the point where I'm like is it worth it is it worth just saying to them listen if it's Fincast, can you fix it yourself before you send me it? Um, <clears throat> also, um, what people seem to don't not understand is if they send you a whole bunch of stuff um, and it's unbuilt, that time that it takes to build it has to be put into the um, the deal. You can't not expect me to do, you know. 10 hours worth of building and not charge you for it you know it's crazy um, right that's that's my run over for right now because um, I'm actually just starting to get a wee bit angry um, about it so I'm going to talk about something better so about 3 or 4 months ago maybe a wee bit longer than that um, my girlfriend Fiona actually it's more than that it's more, maybe about a year ago that's crazy actually me and my girlfriend Fiona um, we were talking uh, and she wanted to learn a couple of easy games right so I taught her um, Starflux I think maybe less than that because I'm pretty sure I never got Starflux on my birthday last year but you know <coughs> whenever I was so I thought Star Fox, I was going to teach her Necromunda because I got her a whole gang and everything and we were going to play that but the saga of that is long and twisty um, but she loves Star Fox because she's on an even kill with me with Star Fox but about even worth of wins of games um, which is entertaining um, but you know she bought or she encouraged me to buy Cards Against Humanity and Code Words because these were two games that you could play with other people you know, not just me and her but other people um, and what I have found out is by sitting watching tabletop with her is she's picked out games where she's like oh I'd like to learn that, I'd like to play that so at Christmas she bought me Marvel Modgkin now, that's not for me and her to play, that's for me and my, 
or meets the play. But she's like, if it hadn't been for that, seeing that first, I'd have got pandemic once we watched tabletop. Because, um, you know, I want to play it. So we both got vouchers off our mum and dad for Christmas. And awesome person that she is. She's like, well, we went into Waterstones because I was going in and look at the books and games. Um, and she's like, well, we can spend both of our vouchers for whatever games you want to buy. Well, that's cool. Um, so we bought Pandemic. And we bought uh, Forbidden Island. And we bought Elder Sign. Now, Elder Sign's for me. And my mates to play, but Forbidden Island and Pandemic because they're by the same guy. Fiona and Fiona, I think, watched the Forbidden Island episode as well. She's like, right, we can play both of them. Now, I've got to say, I don't think Fiona would ever have um, played board games like the board games that I play, and we are now playing together if she had never met me. Now, it's not to say that she's not played Monopoly or Cluedo or anything like that. That's like your mainstream board games. I'm talking about hardcore, proper board games. Like Elder Sign, which she might play but she might not. But Pandemic and, you know, all these other things that she wants to learn to play now I think it's important that we as gamers continue the legacy of our own gaming experience like bringing people in I know it's hard for some people that's fine don't expect everyone to do it but I think it's our duty to continue the hobby I think it's our duty to bring in the next generation of gamers I think it's our duty to bring in other players that would never ever play a game um, <clears throat> this is because you know we all love dogs we have a puppy called Zach um, but before this when we weren't living together um, I found a miniature um, Kickstarter that was puppies, dogs. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but um, it's like Fiona's like, okay, well, uh, we'll buy that, and you can teach me and my sister and my brother-in-law like to role play. And it's like, oh, okay. Um, are you entirely sure that they're going to do that? Yeah, I'm sure. It's dogs. Yeah, we all love dogs. We'll do that. Alright, that's cool. You know, the thing is, if you've got family that don't understand your gaming, what you need to do to get them involved is find a common ground with Fiona and me and her sister and her, her brother-in-law. Um, it's dogs. We all love dogs. Um, you know, if your dad or your 
brother or your whoever is interested in like World War Two, you know, play a game of boat action or chain of command or you know if you role play games play um, like one of the um, diesel punk games like Mutant Chronicles or you know if you board game Axis and Allies you know just find a common ground with them you know they might not want to do it but you know try that's that's all you can do with it is try and get the people that you love and you want involved in your gaming because you know with me I'm a second generation gamer me and my dad and my younger brother all game we game together we game separately but we all game and you know mind fullness kids I'd like them to be when they come um, third generation gamers you know because it's a good way to get to spend time with your family with your kids with your parents or your dad or your brother or whoever is just a good way to get the family together now sometimes it's not the best because sometimes your brother's a bloody bad lo- loser or a bad winner right, my brother's a bad winner he's not a bad loser he can deal with winning he can do, deal with losing he's really not a good winner um, but then I'm not exactly the greatest loser at times I get frustrated and annoyed and blame the dice blame the scenario blame the the units for being OP or whatever but you know when I sit back and actually think about it later on I realise no it's just because you're shy of the game or just because your army selection was pish Um, so no that happens <laughs> um, or your dad you know is too magnanimous and he's um, winning and you're like right okay that's fine whatever um, though to be fair I have been before not often but it happens um, <clears throat> but yeah I mean I think it's important to discuss these things as well um, in an open forum where you can go well I think this or I think that and this is why you know just my thought for the for the um, posterity right um I'm going to talk about um, my experience <coughs> and the little, little last six months or so I think um, of building my own train and my my <laughs> my gaming room which isn't actually going to be where I do any of the gaming um, but um, 
so I have been using you know flock you saw this flock and you know Lincoln and um what you call it static grass for years on figures um and when I started doing terrain first thing I did was I plugged into YouTube terrain building terrain and one of the first things that came up was Luke's APS now for those you don't know of Luke's APS um, Luke Fells is the guy that does it nice guy I've talked to him, I've actually dealt with him personally um, on an occasion where um, I had ordered stuff from Geek Gaming, which is where he has um, Luke's APS ranges. He owns Geek Gaming as well, um, and well, he's one of the owners anyway. And delivery hadn't been delivered. Um, apparently, it had gone missing. Had that whole day's deliveries had gone missing, um, but they didn't know until like pretty much that day that I called. So I phoned him up, said to him, "Listen." Or I, I messaged them a couple of times, never getting anything back for them. I must have sent in the wrong details, but um, when I messaged them, I got a phone book call back from Luke and I got a phone call back from Mickey, uh, which was very quick when they knew that there was an issue. And they're like, right, okay, we'll get that issue sorted, we'll get like a new delivery center to you as quick as possible. And that was great because it wasn't just, oh, uh, stock emails the year of companies that's like oh I'm sorry it's not been delivered or this that or the next thing we'll get a new one out you know it's that personal touch but looks um, YouTube videos were my inspiration for doing everything that I'm doing so were a couple others there's Wylock um, there's train shooter, there's there's a couple others, but when I found out Luke did his own range, I was like, hmm, interesting. You know, that's cool. You know, he gives you this early on in the videos. There's the how to save money from not buying all of this. You know, make your own train flock. You know, all your own phone flock and all this kind of stuff, but. For me, the yes, I have time to do things, that but I don't have time to do everything. Um, it's a good thing having looks APS range available to do stuff. You know, he still encourages you to do things on the cheap. You know, it's like if you don't want to buy my stuff, don't buy my stuff. If you want to use more mold stuff for. Um, getting your terrain together like in your flock making your own all your own flock that's fine don't mind you know but if you want to support me support the channel spend some money I on average spend about 40 quid I think I think the cheapest one I've had was about 25 um, and I've had quite a number of orders off them <coughs> now I had getting nothing off them I'm not affiliated with them I am not advertised with them, nothing like that. <clears throat> I highly recommend you look at his YouTube 
um, videos and I highly recommend anything you want to do from those videos you buy from his range. Now there are times where it's out of stock um, which can be quite frustrating <laughs> um, but you know it's you can back order it or you know you can wait until it's in stock you know they're a small company you know they have some supply issues at the moment which you know I actually am not having any issues with because you know I want to support the guys you know they're doing their own thing they're you know trying to make all this stuff as affordable as they possibly can but also making it worth them making it worth their time um, but you know I've heard a lot of complaints or I've seen a lot of complaints about how you know he sold out because in the beginning he was you know trying to save you money but he's not really sold out as far as I can see um, because he already says to you you know if you don't want to buy my stuff, don't buy it. You know, go this way. You know, go make your own foam flock. <clears throat> make your own, you know, this, that and the next thing. That's fine. I don't mind. You know, if you want to buy my stuff, buy my stuff. I'm only saying that. I don't really understand why people are having, or have been having, that particular issue now I you know Luke's been going for two and a half years or something like that um, with the YouTube channel so I'm a very latecomer I only started you know looking at the website in like October um, but you know if you go back on my Instagram <coughs> and you see all the terrain that I've been making you know I've been going hard at it for a while um, so I've got two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I think ten two by one um, sections, which, looking on Twitter, I've actually found a great way of putting together like magnets. So you can actually put them together like a board, rather than having to like put a board underneath them. It might work, it might not, but I'm going to um, look into doing that. Um, Twitter's great for Twitter and Instagram are great for ideas Facebook's pretty good for some ideas but it's a bitch fest on Facebook for a lot of it there are very few um, groups that I'm an active member of or semi-active member of um, the Looks APS Hangout one um, Hobby and Discussions one and Paint All The Minis are the two that I um, do the most um, do, 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 do. so you know there is some good out of Facebook but it's mostly a bitch fest um, so paint all the minis and CPS I do highly recommend you go online if you're looking at doing terrain and going on Luke's channel. 
Um, he does other stuff as well. Um, he does like speed painting and he does advice <coughs> and does all these things. So it's not a bad um, channel to subscribe to. As I said, uh, there's Train Shooter. Um, hold on, I'll give you the list of stuff that I've actually um, subscribed to. Ooh, hold on. Uh, so let's look CPS um, train shooter um, look Towen he's actually a model dial guy but his stuff's cool it's figuring out a way of making it um, gamer proof which is the problem you may have. Um, there's Wylox Armory, there's Trainscapes, which you know, they're awesome, but um, his stuff's awesome. Um, yeah, the other ones, I've, I've not really looked at Rubbish In, Rubbish Out that much. I have got it, but subscribed, but you know, I really have to have a proper look at it before I have any say on it. <coughs> Um, I think that's that for that. That's the little plug for Loop. But also, you know, another couple of caring uh, people. And I think the best way to keep people who are, you know, um, doing this kind of thing, keeping doing this thing, is by talking about them and giving people like this is you know this is where I got my ideas for this and this is <sighs> I don't think you know me doing my YouTube channel and stealing people's ideas no I, do, I don't mean stealing as in you know outright thievery and redoing them um, with a little twist is an issue, like my little twist is an issue but like absolutely carbon copying what they do is an issue, so I often point people in the direction of whoever else um, does it, it's like my yellow um, that I do my necromunda Goliath with is same yellow that I use with everything now um, I took it from the Wargamers Goliath tutorial. So, go on uh, YouTube, type in the word gamer Goliath, Necromunda Goliath. That's where you get it. I would never go out and go, oh, right, that's that's mine now. I'll, I'll re-carbon copy it. You know, I might use like a Vallejo color rather than a Games Workshop color, but I won't use, I won't do his thing, unless I'm doing it for a specific video um, but I'm doing it as part of a uniform I wouldn't go out and redo it myself it's important to keep people going by word of mouth which you know has always been important in the hobby but I think it's got more uh, prevalent in the age of the internet um, than it was before so you know 
I think that's me for today and the first episode of Yogi Dave's um, hobby podcast. A um, little bit of rant in there in the middle, but you know, a little bit of advice, a little bit of fun, a little bit of everything really. Um, so I'm going to sign off and say good day, happy hobby.